Welcome to the KDFL Thanksgiving Edition Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, Brett Steele, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Jonathan Detroit Haynes. How's it going, man? Yo, yo, yo. I'm here. You didn't think I'd be here, but I am. <laughs> what, what, what courage. And also joining us, Mr. Phil Ruxy. Phil, how's it going? What's up, guys? It's going pretty good. Looks at Pawnee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like it. All right. All right. So, an, uh, NFL Week 11 in the books. Um, we started off with a rematch of, uh, of one of the better Sunday night games of the year, the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Um, this time the Seahawks uh, are getting it done. And, yeah, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this game? Uh, I thought that um, Wilson got Lockett more involved in this game. I don't know if that was because of Peterson being on Metcalf or whatever, but it was – I feel like sometimes Wilson tends to just concentrate on one guy, and uh, that sometimes causes tr- trouble for him. But I did like to see him get more involved. Uh, I thought Murray, he got banged up, and I think that played a role in that game too. Shoulder, yeah. So – it was, it was an entertaining game. It was. Murray starting to think, put in that fantasy floor where you have, like Lamar had last year. It's hurting him right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Phil, what do you think? Yeah, I kind of – the same thing like uh, Wilson likes to focus on one guy every now and then. Uh, but they are definitely missing Carson. But I think the Cardinals are – they're about where I thought they would be. I mean, yeah. I think they they can beat the Seahawks. Uh, they just, I don't know. You were saying like you were saying, Murray got hurt. I think that probably had a lot to do with it. Because mm-hmm. he uh he went only went twenty nine of forty two. I mean, he threw forty two times, and only completed twenty nine of them. Um, meanwhile, Russell Wilson with twenty three of twenty eight. So he didn't throw as much, but he was a lot more efficient. But I don't I know. Just, I think the Cardinals are pretty close to the Seahawks. The Seahawks just look like a team to, to me. I might eat my words here, but when you have that bad defense and it played better, well, it did play better this last week, so I might have to watch it a little bit, but uh, you're never, never going to be able to put teams away, so that, that makes me nervous. And it, it's been historically bad. It was better this last week, but again, we talked about it. Murray uh, definitely banged up the shoulder, and I, I saw this, and it is true. Um, I think it might have been part of my take that when Murray's hurt, he's just a, he's just a short guy. <laughs> like, you don't notice how short he is. So he's not playing well. He's like, oh, that's just a short guy. Now you're not, you're not nothing to worry about anymore. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much we want to go into this. Falcon Saints, Taysom Hill. I don't know. What'd you think of him? I know you've been, you've been a big critic of him. What'd you think of him as quarterback in that game? I think. He, he looked solid. He had his moments where it wasn't it wasn't good, especially at the beginning. He settled in. I think that Michael Thomas, with as much as I make fun of it, the little short routes and how how efficient he is with those, I think that that is going to be a good pairing. I think it's going to help him a lot because he's he's not looking. He tried to throw a couple of balls deep, and they were terrible. They were terrible. Emmanuel Sanders right. came back for two of them. Here's a question: Are they better with? Um, him in the, as the quarterback than Breeze? Are they a better team? I think they're more dynamic. I think he can do more. Um, I, don't, I don't trust him as a thrower, hardly. Like it wasn't, yeah, I, it wasn't crazy I impressive. The Falcons, yeah, the Falcons' pass defense was, was, is trash. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get him a little bit of a, of a, uh, a bigger test. Let's see that they have next. I don't go to the Saints page very often. Um, so they're looking at Denver next. I don't know. He's going to have a Denver, then Atlanta. Philly might give him a good test defensively if, if Breeze is still out. I'm, I'm assuming he will be with um, how many he keeps adding to the number of ribs he broke. So Kamara finally gets in, man. I knew I was glad I shared that stat in the Discord. Kamara has never scored a touchdown against the Atlanta Falcons. I shared it and said, <laughs> I think this will end this week, so I want to share it now. And yeah, sure enough. <laughs> but I think long term his fantasy value that's, you need to watch that because he, he could be in trouble because there's no dump offs now and I, they talked about this a lot normally the dump off is uh, a lot of Kamara's points are Breeze is in trouble 
Breeze is not going right. to run. He's going to dump it off. When you have guys, yeah. when you have these rushing quarterbacks like a Josh Allen, like a Lamar Jackson, um, Kyler even, Deshaun Watson, all these mobile quarterbacks, their oh my God, I'm in trouble button, which is for non-mobile quarterback is the dump off, is I'm going to run. Right. Yeah. The first so, stop is to take off. Right. So that hurts Kamara's ability to you know break off these long passes and get you know ten receptions. He didn't have a catch this game for the first time in his career. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So. Yeah, that could be a problem because that's a lot of his game is catching out of the backfield. Um, so weekly Falcon silver lining. I think that this will go a long way to us not doing the emotional hire of Raheem Morris. Um, so I think that's wide open. Although the GM candidates I've seen. Come on, Lewis Riddick. Okay. Um, Browns win, win an ugly game. There's nothing but bad weather in Cleveland. Um, man, Carson Wentz, hate man wagon. I had plenty yeah, of room on it starting to fill up. Yeah, I'm I'm on that band or I'm on that I'm on there with you because he's garbage. <laughs> Gosh, he just fell off. He's looking lost. Yeah. I know he doesn't have the weapons, but he is looking lost. I mean, he has some weapons, though. I mean, that's what doesn't make sense. Like, there's some good players on that team. I'm trying to think of a quarterback that doesn't have weapons, that isn't – that doesn't have, like, big-name weapons, that isn't lighting the world on fire. Well, I'm Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have – you know what I mean? He doesn't have, like, a Thielen or, you know, like a Metcalf. You know, I mean, Higgins yeah. is playing well and Boyd is playing well, but he doesn't have Teddy B, another one, when he was in there. Um there's a few that don't have absolute stud wide receivers and are still getting it done. So I don't like the excuse either, Detroit. Like, and I see it happening a lot. So, but Browns, Cleveland Browns, seven and three. Yeah, that's, that's uh, crazy. <laughs> a little surprising. I mean, I thought they'd be all okay. I was thinking more like a five hundred team. Double check me on this. I think I, this could be a Brett made up stat, but I think the Browns have officially beaten every team in the twenty first century now. It took wow. this long. It took this long. I- yeah, I have no idea how to, how long that would take to figure out. <laughs> I think every other team has done it. You got 20 years to beat every team once. <laughs> um, okay. The Washington football team beats the Bengals. Oh, man. We got yeah, Jerry that was, B. That's sad. It turns out that knee injury is a lot worse than what they thought, too. So it's all the CLs. Yeah. Yeah. That he's sucks. Probably, he's probably going to miss next season, too, I would say. He'll definitely miss some of it. Yeah, he'll miss sure. at least. And you can be real careful. I mean, this is your franchise guy, and he was showing promise. Um, now, the eerie thing is the same field as Alex Smith. Oh. It's a FedEx field. I mean, it's the same thing. Um, not that the field played a role, and it. it's just kind of like, you know. No, it was a bad hit. Can you yeah, do that again? Ugh, I was going to say heebie-jeebies. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the Lions – Go ahead, Detroit. That's what you have. Yeah, go ahead, Detroit. Well, I mean, we're talking about the Detroit Lions. You know, one of the best franchises in the history. Oh, no, I'm sorry. One of the worst franchises in all of sports. We go out and put up a goose egg. We scored no points. First time in 11 years. To a quarterback that was quarterbacking the Houston Roughnecks in the XFL. They even picked him off twice in the end zone in that game and that's still got him. Yeah. Uh, they just couldn't run the ball, couldn't throw the ball. Stafford's got that hurt thumb. I don't think it makes a difference. I think it's just time to blow the whole thing up. I, I've been preaching it for years, but I think everybody's starting to come around on that. Stafford yeah. just needs to go. I'm not, I don't think Stafford's a bad quarterback. Don't get me wrong. I just think the franchise is cursed. They're terrible. Yeah. It's time to rebuild completely. Yeah, I mean, they got to get rid of Patricia, get rid of the general manager, Quinn. He has not been doing a very good job either. What's his claim to fame draft pick? Quinn there for Stafford? I don't know. Oh, Stafford's claim to fame? No, Quinn's. Oh, he came from New England. Was he there? He wasn't there with Stafford, though. Did he draft Stafford? No, no. He he's been only been there. Surely. He's been there one year longer than Patricia. Has. Okay, I didn't think he'd been there that long because that'd be a yeah. long time to, with the Lions, what they've done. So, um, I'm trying to think. Gall- Galladay? That's, I mean, yeah. 
Galladay. That would be it. Maybe. I mean, we'll see what Swift does, but. Um, da, 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 da. the Steelers go to ten. Now this game was kind of a ah, nothing happened. Um, it looks like that that really that's like a true three-headed monster in Pittsburgh, wide receiver wise. Oh no, I think I, I've been watching a lot of their games because I have Claypool and Juju on my team. Mm-hmm. I think Ben's favorite target is Deontay Johnson. I think so too. He yeah. really, I mean, I think he it's to the point he forces it too much to him. Um, and he's, he did he's, that a lot in this last game. Yeah. It seems uh, like when he's in trouble a lot, that's what he's looking for. Too. Yeah. If he could stay healthy, he could be a, are, are the Steelers, like, I mean, they're undefeated, but do we all think they're just – You don't think they're those, legit, do you? It's not that I don't think they're legit. I just don't think of them as – I don't think they're better in Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, Kansas City's only lost one game, right? Yeah, but I mean, I just I don't know. There's something about this team. Big Ben right. makes me nervous. Yeah, from a health standpoint, um, their running backs oh, yeah. are not they're not good. Um, they're not they're not playing well. Like um, I I would not be surprised. I'm not saying this would happen because I don't think it will. But I can see the Steelers losing their first game in the playoffs. Just depends on who they go up against. Thing is, their defense is amazing at stopping the run. Yes, kind of what you need. I agree. But they've played so many close games, too. They have. They have. Yeah. Um, now, this is interesting. because This will tie into to Sunday night as well. Or Monday night as well. Titans and Ravens. I love <laughs> I love the NFL logo stuff. I like the pride of the team. I like getting mad about it. I like the T.O. with the star. All that stuff. Uh, was it Michigan State that like did like the cleats all on the uh, – was it the M? Or was it another school? What college team yeah. did this? Michigan State did the, the – or was – no, was it Michigan that did it to Michigan State? It was Michigan and Michigan State. Yeah, cleaned well, then, up the spot. Yeah, don't forget about – don't forget, didn't Baker did it, do it at Ohio State? He planted the He flag. tried to plant the flag in the turf field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. I great. love that stuff. I like the passion behind it. I like Harbaugh <laughs> not getting in their face. Harbaugh, like – I mean, he, he – he wants some smoke sometimes. Like, he will get up in somebody's face. Yeah. Um, I like not shaking hands after. Just like, I'm not mad. I, I like to give you crap over with Brady, but I'm not mad at him not shaking golf's hand. I played bad. Like, I played terrible. I'm going to be a little angry. Uh, that's the one thing that drives me nuts with Brady, though. He can be a baby sometimes? Yeah, he can. It's the, a, the showing up of the, of the yeah. lineman and that is, it gets him a little bit of a bad rap. But, I mean, I, I could see it. Um, but I've never heard one of his former players or current players ever say anything bad about him. They say how great of a teammate he is. But that's just the one thing. I guess – I mean, maybe that's just part of being hit Brady. Yeah. It makes him good. I know. He takes it so much to heart. Right. It's like it's like um, uh, Belichick uh, being, being mean and stuff like that or not being approachable. It's like you don't get this without – you don't get the good without the bad. You know what I mean? Right. This is what got me here. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. So. Yeah, interesting to see uh, the Titans with a huge bounce back win. Um, they go to seven and three. Derrick Henry with his second walk off touchdown this season. <laughs> That's gonna be such a good feeling. The walk off TD. Um, he yeah. goes for well, for one thirty three and one. Um, I, I, I do believe in the Titans. They're they're very bipolar, but I do believe in them, and I think that they could do something in the playoffs again. I think this yeah. team is more built for the playoffs than, than most others, and I, it sounds. Stupid to say because it literally was last year that they were in the AFC Championship. I, I don't I don't like their defense though. I don't think their defense is that good. But you're right. They got the offense. They can control the clock with Henry. Yeah. DJ Brown's a stud. Does Vrabel get the Belichick disciple moniker? Probably. He played for him. He didn't. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean. I think he does. I mean. Yeah, I think he, he does yeah. too. Um, this game I, I think, didn't watch. But go ahead, Phil. I was gonna say I think what's good for the Titans though is they don't have to rely on Tannehill. You know, it could just be Derrick Henry's game and then Tannehill if they need to. I think what's good, and now piggyback on what you're saying here, they don't have to rely on Henry, and they don't have to rely on Tannehill. Yeah. Okay. That's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They can. They can move. Working. They can move with what the game is presenting them. Yeah. And there's not there's not that many teams. Um, if you could shut down, like say you shut down Pittsburgh, we were just talking about. Them. Say you shut down Pittsburgh passing attack, 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happens next. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good point, Phil. Um, the Patriots and the Texans, I didn't see a lot of this game. I know Watson had a monster game. Um, but this is like kind of the game that the red zone didn't, didn't go a lot to. Um, Bill Belichick, if we play back last week's show, somebody, one of us said that Bill Belichick has a tough time with mobile QBs. Sean oh, gee, I wonder who said that. Yeah, I, wonder, yeah. I wonder who that was, Brad. Do you know who that was? I can't I remember. <laughs> He's a very intelligent man. Um, he, uh, oh, let's not get too out of hand. <laughs> he scores for the for his first rushing TD under uh, Romeo Cornell. Um, Texans moved to three and seven. I, th- I mean, they're they're not going to do anything in the postseason. I don't believe they can still get there because I think that you know, the AFC has more distinguished line, I believe, than the NFC does. Um, as far as records to get in the playoffs. Okay, and the next game that's very interesting to me. You guys have anything on, on Texans Patriots? No. no. No, not much. It was just like an Yeah, it's just one of those games. Who cares? <laughs> um, <laughs> Dolphins-Broncos would be a game that I wouldn't pay any attention to except for one very big deal. We benched Tua in this game. What are yeah, your thoughts? He looked like, terrible in that game. I, I understood what they were doing, but I think that sometimes you've got to let the rookie quarterback get – I mean, get that experience. That's what I was thinking. I mean, you put him in over Fitzpatrick, who was doing well anyways, so why not just leave him in if you're going to start him already? I think the coach was thinking about the playoffs, but then again, they pulled, they pulled Fitzpatrick anyways. It's, it's exactly. Like, yeah, that's what I have, I have written down, like – they're trying to do this balancing act of their Phil's their Phil's uh, <laughs> dynasty team in real life. They're trying to do this balancing <laughs> act of contending for trying to contend and getting the playoffs yeah. and make a splash and trying to build for the future. <laughs> That's funny. Because you want him to get this experience. I mean, you, yeah. right. you, you know, so. Um, I'm with you. It was bad, though. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. They, the they, are, they didn't have that much offense, I don't think, in that game. No. Um, let's see here. All right. Now, that's the only reason. Uh, the Chargers and the Jets. Um, Herbert has to be the lock, has to have a pretty large lock on rookie of the year, right? At this point. Yeah, absolutely. With, especially with Burrow. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially with Burrow going down. Um, he continues to impress. The Chargers do their best to try to uh, give this game back um, <laughs> to the Jets. Um, doesn't end up going their going their way. I think. Um, let's see. I think Herbert has two or five uh, two touchdown games at least, or he's had two two touchdowns in every game he's played. And I think he has a handful, two or three of three touchdown games. So um, he's kind of lighting it up right now. So yeah, yeah, um, good. All right. Uh, let's see. A couple of more afternoon games: the Packers and the Colts. What a game! It was a game. Yeah, I thought Dude. the fact had that one locked up, but yeah, like okay, yeah, Phil, go ahead. Phil. Okay. I don't even okay. Aaron Jones is not getting the ball enough at all. He had like four carries in the second half. Keep in mind they were up twenty-eight to fourteen at halftime, yeah. and he gets four carries in the second half. Well, they also went like three and out on like three straight uh, yeah. possessions in the second half. And he didn't even touch the ball in any of those possessions, I don't think. Yeah, it was it was awful. I watched it. Yeah, like I don't know. They only had eighteen total carries actually for the whole game. And Rogers had three of those. Colts are seven and three. Seven and three, and they tried yeah. to do their best to give this game away as well. Holding penalty after Phillip holding penalty. Rivers as your quarterback. Whew. On my um, bench, my fantasy bench. <laughs> um yeah, the holding penalties were certainly interesting. Um, yeah. and, and then, Rodrigo, baby. Squints. <laughs> Whatever. By far my favorite kicker, um, not named uh, Yamoku in the league. The guy that wants to get rid of field goals has a favorite field goal kicker. <laughs> I do, and field goals are ridiculous still. They're playing way too big a role. I, that just whatever. Um, <laughs> it's worked since it was. Okay, this, right, we're no, going to do this again. Doing, no, we're doing it again. Doing we're going to do the litmus test. We're going to do the litmus test. 
that if I try, if field goals weren't a thing and I tried to put them in, you guys would think I was ridiculous. If I said, we're going to put these posts on two ends of the field, and instead of throwing them running like we've been doing for 60 minutes, we're going to try to kick the ball through this and you get points. That sounds like some Bozo the Clown. Uh, yeah, it sounds like a gimmick, honestly. It sounds like a gimmick. I apologize to my our loyal listeners. To, your, to our listener. <laughs> Eric. Uh, <laughs> um, Cowboys, Vikings, uh, to wrap up the evening slate there. Cowboys get get uh, get a much-needed win to go to 3-7, and seven, and somehow this game on Thursday is for the lead uh, in the NFC East. <laughs> this is insane. insane. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that division. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Phelan is a monster, and I think I know he tested positive for for COVID, but I think his last test was negative, so he has a chance to play in this upcoming Sunday. Um, that, that catch was insane uh, in the end zone, and CD Lamb's catch yeah. was insane yeah. as well. Um, yeah, yes, that was a really. Play. All right, Chiefs Raiders. Chiefs eke out a win versus the Raiders uh, with a last second drive that everybody thought was going to happen. Is there such a thing as a moral victory? Raiders play the Chiefs better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I was the first one to get on that Derek Carr bandwagon. That guy's looking really good. So, I told you guys. I mean, the Raiders could be dangerous in the playoffs. I mean, they really could. Carr has they had a little bit better defense, I would feel better about their chances. Um, yeah. Carr has the same stat line every game. A lot of the games where he's playing well, it looks the same. It looks like he's dominating. Then you get to the yep. end of the game, and he's like 27 for 31 for 260. And yeah, but what I've noticed is he's making really smart decisions. It's like game manager and hyperdrive. I don't right. know what to say. Like, it's not, he's not just managing yeah. the game. He's making things happen. But, yes. it, but it's it, – the st- okay. I don't think People it's forcing say, anything, basically. Right. He looked better than what his stats – like, he looks a lot better. His stats are not telling the story of how well he's playing. Right. And it's kind of the opposite of what you typically see. Um, Now, let's end it with why we thought uh, Phil – or, sorry, Detroit may not make it tonight. We have the Rams and the Bucks. (laughs) Whatever. Rams beat Tom Brady in primetime 27-24. Jared Goff, 376-3. and Okay. I think. I'm on the – I'm starting to see cracks in the greatest of all time. He's not looking good. I mean, I don't think he's terrible. Don't get me wrong. He's better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. But it's not the same Brady. Um, he's missing He's missing really bad on these long, deep throws. Deep I know, first thing I I know Brown, that one that Antonio Brown, Brown should have had. But, I mean, that's just that one. A lot of these are just bad. There were some really yeah. bad interviews. He's forcing a lot of stuff, it seems like. Yeah. He's trying to make too much happen. I agree. I also think, and I've, thought, I've said this for a while, I don't get the hype behind Bruce Arians. I think he's like one of the most lovable coaches, and people are so excited to have him. I don't get it. Um, we give Adam Gase crap for saying that he, you know, Tom Brady, or I'm sorry, Adam Gase had Peyton Manning. Easy, easy to mix those two up. Um, I, think the problem, I think the problem with Tampa, though, is in these games that are losing, they're not running the ball very good. And that's no. what you got to do. They had, four, they, only, they had 18 carries for 42 yeah. yards. And that's not going to get it done. You just, you just took over my point, though. Oh, Look, we give Adam Gase crap for t- hitching his start to Tom Brady. Or, dag on it, to Peyton Manning. And, and we give Bruce Arians the QB whisperer. His quarterbacks, his claim to fame when he was doing all this great coaching, are what are they? Big Ben, uh, Andrew Luck, and Carson Palmer, right? Yeah. Uh, I like how Bill was cut off for the first time in his life, and he was all flustered and everything. I know. <laughs> I call, I've called Brady, man. I've like how switched dare him up you twice cut me now. Off. I've switched him up <laughs> twice now because I was making a good point. Now I do have one serious question: Would you rather have uh, prime time Tom Brady or prime time Kirk Cousins? Primetime Brady. What a stupid question. That's not even a, yeah, that's a fun question. <laughs> uh, one of them's won recently in primetime, and the other ever. looks awful. How many Super Bowls has <laughs> Kirk Cousins won, though? How many has he been That was a joke. Zero. It was a no, joke. He, he leads it off with, this is a serious question. Yeah. That's the <laughs> first element joking. of a joke, Herp. You start off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
right, now we're doing something different. Is there anything else for NFL reaction? Nope. All right, we're doing something a little bit different this week. We're going to do whatever Detroit calls his power ranking uh, segment. Big Daddy's rankings. <laughs> but <sighs> while we're doing these rankings, I want the audience at home to be thinking about this question, see if you can answer it. Who is the only QB to start 4-0 in the last four decades? Do you guys know it off the top of your head? If you do, i got to go to the next one. There's only been one to start 4-0. If you don't know, if you don't know just say it. I do. I think I do. Can I say it? Say it? Yeah. Big Ben. Shoot. Okay, next question. Uh, I have one more, so don't guess this one. Uh, Pittsburgh is 10-0 for the first time in their history. They're the ninth team to do it. Only one team has won the Super Bowl of the other eight teams. Do you know who it is? All right. And I have written down here below that, Primetime Cousins or Primetime Brady. Hilarious. Go ahead, Detroit. What's your ranking segment? All right. This is, uh, once again, for the people at home that have voted and they love the Big Daddy rankings. People have spoken. Some say I should call it Big Daddy D, Big D's, but we'll just settle with Big Daddies because I like saying Big Daddy. All right. So uh, I want to put this – this is more about uh, – the guy I was talking about earlier that I was, I've been a big fan of all season long, and that's Derek Carr. Um, right now, what would you guys – I need you to give me your top five MVP candidates. And would Derek Carr make it in the top five? Because uh, I think he's playing MVP caliber this year. I'm looking at the odds, though, and Vegas has him tied for, I believe, his – 10th. Yeah, I said, I don't think he'd be in the top five for that. But no, according to me, I'm putting him at number five. Uh, I think what the Raiders are doing, no one expected the Raiders to be this good. So I think he's done really well with them. Uh, number four for me, I have Kyler Murray. Uh, I think he's got that franchise heading in the right direction. He's been playing very well. Shoot, I'm an idiot. Okay. Well, well, this is a family show. Watch your language. Uh, number three, and uh, he hasn't had the greatest uh, past month, and that's Russell Wilson. I like him. Uh, the guy's probably the best deep thrower in the game. Uh, um, number two, <laughs> I said thrower. Uh, number two. We're deep in thought. <laughs> number two, I have to go with that smug, you know what, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Uh, he's just consistent. And, of course, number one, I don't think it's a question. It's got to be Patrick Mahomes. All right. You want me to go, Phil? I got mine if you don't have yours. Yeah, go for it. All right. Number five, I have Josh Allen. Um, the Bills offense was off to a rocking start. They definitely, uh, they definitely hit the skids here lately, but I think that he has a, a schedule that can help him out towards the end. Uh, number four, I have Russell Wilson. Um, he's also gotten uh, a little bit uh, rougher lately, so – uh, number three, I have Aaron Rodgers just because of, of the, the great year he's had. Um, number two, I have Pat Mahomes at number two. What? Because, because I guess you could do it, but you're going to get like the LeBron thing where you can't keep giving it to him. So He's got uh, it once. He's got it once, but get what, every other year. Number one, I do have Kyler Murray at number one right now. You're insane. He has not had a letdown game yet at all. His letdown game, I know it's not, I know fantasy and reality are two different things, but his letdown game, he was the quarterback 11. He's never finished outside the top, top QB1. He's like ranked 14th in quarterback rating. Oh, we're going to use that? We're going to use QBR no, when saying... it fits it and when it doesn't? Holy cow, settle down. He's number nine in completion percentage. Yeah. He's number one just... in my heart. All right, whatever. Go ahead, Phil. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have Tyler at number five. I think he's got to be in the conversation at least. I mean, he's having a great season. And the Cardinals are having a good season as well. I think they're right there with the Seahawks, like I said earlier. Number four, Josh Allen. Uh, he just puts up numbers week in and week out, it seems like, whether it's passing or running. Um, number three, I have Aaron Rodgers. You might be surprised. Wow. Um, yeah, of course he's having a great season, but there are a couple guys that are having a better season right now. So, number two, I have Russell Wilson. I know he's had some bad games recently, but he, I think he's put up some numbers before that to still keep him near the top, regardless of how he's done in the last few weeks. And then number one, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, 
not really much to say about that. Yeah. I, I, I'm an idiot was because I didn't have Patrick Pat Mahomes written down. <laughs> you didn't what? I didn't have him written down at first. Dude, when we do these, it's like go, 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 and you forget oh things. That's God. the point of it. So I didn't see have people, him first. <laughs> see people see what we have to deal with. Anyways, bring this back. I want to bring this back to Derek Carr. What I like about him, he's not turning the ball over. He's got 19 touchdown passes, and he's only got three interceptions. Yeah. So let's see what he does when he faces that vaunted Atlanta Falcons defense. Yeah, he'll probably have six touchdowns and no interceptions. Um, okay. Do you guys have a, a, a guess on our question here? This is hard because you guys aren't going to remember what all the teams Can you repeat the question, please? Yeah, can you repeat Pittsburgh, it? Pittsburgh, 10-0 for the first time in their franchise history. They are the ninth team to do so. Of the previous eight teams, only one has won the Super Bowl. It's happened in the last 20 years, we'll say. 15 years. Mm. But you're not going to remember what teams went 10-0, are you? Dude, I'm thinking. Can I think? Yeah. I know it's a tough thing. But what about <laughs> – didn't the Dolphins go undefeated, though? Has that happened in the last 20 years, this team? <laughs> no, this yeah. is, no, this is like – I don't know. You said four decades, but still. Oh, yeah, past four decades, yeah. It's the past four decades. Sorry. I think no, that... it didn't. That was the – that was the – I don't know. The Dolphins aren't in this. Okay. okay. That's all I can say. Well, I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos. That's a good guess. Phil, you got one? Um... He's looking at the computer. He's Googling. I do have Google up, but that was for your tri- your the top five questions. Huh. I had to look up stats. <laughs> Put my hands over here. So I'm gonna go with it wasn't the Buccaneers, was it, in two thousand two? No. Um it was, sad to oh. say, the two thousand eight New Orleans Saints. Oh, oh. Big of, oh, Saints big of me. Big of me to put them on there. Wow. Credit credit to me. The man of the people. All right. Anything else from the NFL wrap-up before we hit the KDFL section? Well, no. let's do it. All right. All right. We're going to start in Nightdale, where the Dragons take on the 1-9 Dogtown Dobermans. Robert Woods leads the way for the Dragons at 31 points. Uh, Deontay Johnson, that mentioned earlier, uh, leads the way for the Dobermans at 23. Clyde has a nice bounce-back game, as well as Derrick Henry's walk-off Um Walk-off touchdown. Them two combined for 41, and the Dragons win easy, 250 to 189. Next, we go to Kanawha County, where the Kanawha County Kings host the Marmot Midnight Riders. Keenan Allen continues to dominate the targets. He's, he scores 35. Crime time elite. Kirk Cousins scores 28 for the Kanawha County Kings, and Tyreek Hill gets it done with 27 and puts the Midnight Riders an 11 score of a game. My gosh, 229 to 143. The Midnight Riders send the Kings to 2 and 9. Next, we have the Cross Vegas Gamblers going to Roxalana to take on the Renegades. Adam Thielen with two touchdowns. He scores 32. Corey Davis is the high scorer with a mere 18 Ooh. points for the Renegades. KDFL favorite, Corey Davis, I might add. And Dalvin Cook continues his. Uh, fantasy football dominance with 25 and the gamblers win big 261 to 195 the commission's gunslingers host the polka pharmacists cooper cup uh, lights it up on uh, monday night for 27 ryan Tannehill scores 23 against the ravens and oh patty mahomes with 23 for himself puts the gunslingers over the pharmacists this was uh, one of our closer games uh, 225 to 235. In our pre-main event, we have the Methadones taking on the Hurricane or Rompus Cats. Jason Hill in his QB debut scores 24. As we talked about earlier, Herbert uh, continues his Rookie of the Year campaign scoring 31. And Detroit's new bromance, Derek Carr, scores 24. And the <laughs> Methadones win big at 257 to 215. But real quick, that score of 257 versus the Gambler score of 261 wraps up the Eliminator. The Las Vegas Gamblers have won the 2020 KDFL Eliminator. Shout out to GM Nick Hudson. Finally. Where are you, Nick? Where are you, Nick? <laughs> Finally. 
Do you want to do this one or do I do it? Uh, we know you're dying to do this. So okay, go ahead. I will do it. Let me get a whole score. I'm going to go by each. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we have the Elkview River Rats taking on the Montrose Mega Powers. Sean Watson starts us off. Beautiful 33 points. Aaron Rodgers, measly 23. No embarrassing. Todd Gurley there for moral support. Shows his team leadership. He pours in, pours in, 3.9. Mace Claypool does catch one deep ball that gets him to 16.5. Him and, or I'm sorry, gets him to 16 points. Juju, 5.9 for him. Very sad. Got and then I think what, what I'll say did him in, did, did in the Elkby River Reds. Lamar Jackson. Mm. You hate to see it. 17. Oh, and I forgot this as well. Started off on Thursday. A little omen of things to come. DK Metcalf. 13.6. So like all things that the River Reds touch, it starts off great. Touchdown the first quarter. By the second quarter, your your footballs are hitting dropping, you in the face. You're dropping. Yeah, dropping touchdown passes. <laughs> so, getting 50-yard bombs called back with a holding. And what will save my season mentally for me, regardless of what happens, the Montrose Mega Powers beat the Elkview River Rats 260-222. That is it. Well. Your week 11 KDFL recap. Let me just say, in my team's defense. What's the defense? We were playing on the road. We were playing what's called the Montrose Mega Powers. We show up to Montrose. They tell us they don't live here anymore. <laughs> We have to get on a flight, fly all the way down to Florida. <laughs> Had to do all kinds of pre-COVID checks. I mean, the team was a little rattled, a little tired. But you know what? That's all right. Do you want me we'll to go see. through it again? you want to recap last week's show? Because I said Rodgers versus no. Colts, that's tough. Uh, Peterson had, on Metcalf, that's tough. Yeah, but you know what? I think he got – he actually was beating Peterson. He dropped a couple of balls, to be honest. He did. He did. Yeah. Um, and then Belichick with mobile quarterbacks. Um, Gurley did not help anything. Uh, Gibson's looking looking okay. And Marvin Jones didn't help anything either for me. But. Yeah. No, yeah, it was – your team played well. So. You got to rise to the occasion, man. Yeah. It's a season of loss. Well. For now. All right. Hey, anyway. while we're on it, while we're talking about how great I am, uh, go ahead and go over the results for the pick. Yeah, I was going to do that. I'm going to need to hear uh, – I need someone to cue the Mr. Perfect music because <laughs> – That was perfect. Brett Steele went 6-0 and last week. And his overall record is now 51-15. and He is only one game behind you, Phil. You went 5-1. and You are 52-14. and uh, well, I'm four and two. We don't need to really go over my overall record, forty-four and twenty-two. Um, so, That's I mean, he says. Uh, so, congratulations, Brett. You went perfect. You also got the big win against me. Uh, the only thing that would have made it per- really perfect for you with the Falcons would have beat the Saints. But no, I said I even said everything can't happen for me. Something's got to go bad, and it's a drubbing of the Falcons against my most hated team, which is a terrible. So. Um, with a backup QB. All right, week 12, we have – okay, Phil, how do we want to do this? Whenever I give a game that has a playoff implication, you're going to say what, what's happening with it? Yeah, I'll just say, like, for both teams what their situation okay. is real quick. All right, and this is our first week. I uh, I could be wrong, but this is the first week I've noticed it where all these games are repeats. I know that's how ESPN does the schedule. Yeah. No, I think week 12 and 13 are your yeah. repeat games. Um, yeah. So we do have previous games to go off of, and I'll hit on that too. We're going to start off with the Commission's Gunslingers taking on the Dogtown Durbans. Uh, last time they played, it had to be one of the biggest margins of victory in KDFL history as the Gunslingers won 286 to 150. Sweet goodness. Okay. Detroit, take it away. Or Phil, you take it away. Does this have any yeah. playoff implications? Uh, no. Well, it could. It could. Uh, the Dobermans, of course, have already been eliminated. Uh, the Gunslingers can clinch a playoff spot with a win, so it could have a playoff implication. Um, if they lose, it gets a little more complicated, but they could clinch up a spot with a win. Uh-huh. You're going to roll right in your predictions, Phil. Oh, you want me to go first? <laughs> I think. Okay. What do you yeah, think? It, it, it just rolls smoother. 
Okay. Uh, I mean, there's not much to go over in this game, I don't think. It's going to be closer, actually, than what we may have expected beforehand. Yeah, it's only but, a spread of 20. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that close, though. I think it's still going to be a pretty sizable win for the Gunslingers. Hanging with the Gunslingers. <laughs> it's not going to be that close. But I do think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be like closer than we expected, but I don't think it's going to be close overall. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I didn't do much research on that game. That's why. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go with mine. I actually I don't have a lot written down for this game because uh, there's not really much to say. Uh, I have said before, I do like the Dobermans. They've got Josh Allen as their quarterback. It sucks that Burrow got hurt, but he's still got Big Ben. And he's got two pretty good other uh, offensive weapons, and I think that's Miles Sanders and Deontay Johnson. I just think they need to add a couple more uh, playmakers, and I think they'll be you know, a contender maybe next year. But I think the uh, Gunslingers, the commission, he's just too strong. He's got Mahomes. Uh, he is starting Alex Smith this week, so that's uh, that'll be interesting to see. But I just think they have Ryan Finley. Yeah, I know. I think that's a go, though. I think it's still going to be Smith, right? It has to be. But uh, yeah, uh, one other thing, I do think that the according to these um, stats uh, projections, uh, the Dobrins have an edge in the defense. They do. So I'm going to take the uh, Gunslingers though. Mm-hmm. I'm getting uh, I'm close to doing something stupid here. Um, Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> Won't be the last. Yeah. Julio is not going to be 100% on Sunday. That's my thing. But he's still going to play, I think. So okay. it's, it's going to be in that situation where... But he's, he's still got Matt Ryan throwing him the ball, though. Yeah, exactly. That's to his, to his betterment. <laughs> Um, it's going to be a situation where you can't bench Julio, but he might not. He might play a quarter. Um, let's see. Let's see the second game. Baltimore is that game or D? Um, I am too. I this nail biter to me. Honestly, I'm going to go with the Gunslingers. Um, just because, just because Mahomes and Tampa. Um, if, <laughs> If Devontae Parker didn't have the Jets, that would also be a huge problem. Um, yeah. In a very close game. I won't be surprised at all if the Dermans win this game. But I'm going to okay. go with the Gunslingers. So all that rambling just to – Yeah, but it's, it's going to be close. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I know Phil's dying for a Durman win with uh, having, having the Kings first-round pick. Um, <laughs> now, next up. The Pharmacist taking on the Renegades. Um, take it away, Phil. I know this probably has to be a must-win game for the Pharmacist. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know if they were last week, but the Renegades are officially eliminated. I think they were last week, actually. Maybe yeah. not. Um, but, yeah, the Pharmacists will be eliminated with a loss or a win by two of the Methadones, Midnight Riders, Mega Powers, or Wampus Cats. So if any two of those teams win, the pharmacists are officially eliminated, or if they lose. If the pharmacists lose, right. Okay. Yep. And what's your thoughts on this game? Uh, to be honest, I didn't do much research on this one either, because I did it You have to say it every time. So, yeah, I'm just trying to follow through like Detroit does. You know, I didn't do much <laughs> yeah. preparation. Yeah, just, you know, so. just say it. Yeah, that's all I am. Who cares? It makes it look better if you say it up front, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. then you don't sound like a fool, like, yeah. you're just talking about <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the... The Lions are going to have a good game this week. It's Thanksgiving, but, you know, <laughs> they usually suck on Thanksgiving, right? Don't they? Yeah, pretty okay, much. Yeah. And uh, and he's got on Johnson, the Renegades, starting, but I think Peterson actually got more carries last week. So that could uh, affect his uh, production. And that's kind of all the research I did on that game. So <laughs> that being said, I'm going to go with the pharmacists keeping their season alive, pending other game results and getting them in here. All right. Well, I mean, you look at the projections, there's like less than a point. Yep. Um, I, it's weird looking at this and seeing all of Eric's offensive players with the check mark. You don't see that very often. But uh, Trish is doing something right. Yeah. I mean, he's got a couple of questionable players on here, like DeAndre Swift, Tua. Uh, 
I don't like the pharmacist running back situation. You got Lindsey and Edmonds. I'm not a big fan of those two. Uh, Cam's going against Arizona. I'm not sure how well that's going to turn out. And Tannehill's going against the Colts' number one defense. So I'm not a fan of that this week. I think we'll see a lot of Derrick Henry. Uh, for some reason, I'm going with the upset. I'm picking the uh, Roxalana Renegades. I mean, makes, the Roxanne Lions. That makes two weeks in a row that Detroit has taken the team that's favored and so he's going with the upset. Um, they're favored by a point. Don't give me a look. Um, <laughs> Just go. <laughs> um, the matchups are terrible for the pharmacist. That's a long story short of this one. Uh, uh, New England has a good run D. Edmonds is the backup. That's terrible. Um, maybe Henry Rux can catch a deep ball. I don't know. Um, I'm going with if the pharmacists get it done, it's going to have to be with defense. I don't see it happening. I love the Lions. Um, I love the Lions uh, matchup on Thanksgiving with the Texans. So I am going Over with the Renegades. Field. Yes. All right. <laughs> Riding that Renegade train. It's, it's two weeks in a row I've taken them. All right. All right. Next up, the Gamblers and the Kings. Uh, this is – Matchup of eight and three versus two and nine. Uh, Phil, take it away. I don't know what this could have. Uh, yeah, the Kings uh, have officially been eliminated from playoff contention, and the Gamblers have clinched the playoff spot, and they can clinch a bye with a win or a River Rats loss. <laughs> so, uh, Detroit Your prediction for this game? <laughs> I mean, it's the Gamblers. It's not going to be that close. I think it's going to be closer than seventy-five the spread, but. Kings just don't have a firepower. I mean, I know Tom Brady has looked pretty bad recently for the Gamblers, but I don't know. He still has enough firepower in the rest of the team to get the win here. Not much to say. All righty. Well, yeah. Uh, Tim still got – sorry. Tim still has Lutton in the starting lineup, so I'm assuming he's going to put Drew Locke in there. I don't think that's really going to make a difference. Uh, the Kings wide receivers are not very good. It's just not a really good roster, period, which is weird because he was in the championship game last year. Uh, the Gamblers are just steady. They just they just win. Uh, I like Dalvin Cook this week. Uh, don't like Carson Wentz, but who does? I mean, he is playing, he is playing Seattle, though, so maybe he'll put up some points. And uh, Tom Brady is going to be – He's going to be throwing the ball because I think they're just going to be behind you that entire game. So he should rack up some points. So, yeah, I'm going with the Gamblers. I'm looking at the Kings lineup right now, and it's just a bunch of, of players. Like, you can see players that you thought would be good and just haven't panned out. Honestly, you can look at Mason Rudolph. You can look at McCall yeah. um, Hardman. You can look at Michael Gallup. I mean, it's just full of this on this roster. Drew Locke. I mean – I don't know why he doesn't put, like, Hines in his lineup. Hines, has had a, he had a good start, bad middle, and, and he's got Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards will probably find a way in his lineup. Yeah, he's well. got two tight ends in his lineup right now. What's he, he trying to – is he trying to – never mind, I ain't going to say that. He ain't trying to tank. What's he trying to tank for, Phil? <laughs> <laughs> uh, unless he wants yeah, a higher second-round pick. Uh, no, that could be. That's next level tankery. Um, okay, so, yeah, it's gamblers. All right, now we're going to get into the juicy matchups now. There are three pretty marquee matchups this week um, as far as playoff implications. First up, Detroit River Rats taking on the Hurricane Memphis Cats. Yeah, uh, the Wampus Cats, it was a little too complicated. I think there's still a lot that can happen, so I don't have much on them right now. They're still in the playoff, obviously, playoff hunt, obviously, um, but there's still a lot to be decided. For the River Rats, well, they'll clinch a playoff spot with a win. And if they get a win and gamblers lose, they still have a chance at the first round by, depending on what happens next week. Um, all that being said, I think I'm going to go with the River Rats in this one. I think it's going to be close, but because um, I do like the Wampus Cats, Kyler Murray against the Patriots. Um, that means DeAndre Hopkins is probably going to have a good game as well. Justin Herbert, rookie of the year, probably is having a great season. They should keep it up this week against the Bills. Um, but on the other side, I really like Rodgers against the Bears. I think he'll keep up his good season. Nick Chubb has a great matchup against the Jaguars, who are 
bottom 10 and yards allowed against running backs. So he should run all over them. Uh, Chris Carson, is Chris Carson coming back this week? Yeah, he's practicing. He practiced today. Okay. Uh, I mean, if he plays, that should be a pretty big boost to the River Rats as well. Um, I don't like the matchup for the year Steelers wide receivers, Smith Schuster and Claypool, but I still like them as wide receivers. So I think they'll have a good game regardless. Um, the only question mark I see is Lamar Jackson. I think yeah. he's going to have a tough matchup against the Steelers. I agree. Um, Brett, why, I mean, you don't need a yawn. I'm not that boring, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know if that was intentional or not. Probably not. The fifth. But um, <laughs> all that being said, I'm going with the River Rats to, to get the win here and put a slight dagger in the Wampus Cat's heart. All right. Thanks, Phil. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you said, I like Rodgers versus the Bears um, and Chubb against the Jags. Uh, I think the Browns will be up a lot in that game, so I think you're going to see them run the ball a ton. Uh, Chris Carson's back, so that's going to help me tremendously. And like you said, Lamar going against Pittsburgh, they're only giving up 13 points a game to fantasy quarterbacks, so that's not very good. Uh, that's the best in the league, by the way. Uh, as for the Wampus Cats, I mean, what's is Murray? I mean, he's banged up, so kind of hoping that he's not the same as usual. Uh, Herbert against the Bills. And the Bills have actually been giving up the fifth most points to quarterbacks. And Brett, stop yawning. <laughs> Anyways. The Wampus Cats is a little – their defense is not the greatest in this fantasy league. So, with that, I'm going to take myself. Um. Yeah. Last time these two teams played, it was a very low-scoring. <laughs> uh, yeah, I made noises. It was a very low-scoring game. Two twelve. Wampus Cats beat the River Rats, and they're low-scoring year, I guess. Right? One eighty-seven. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. So we'll see if they can come back. Now, I do like that he has the Devonte Adams kind of hedge. On yes. Him. Yep. Um. But your quarterbacks are not going to be the reason why you win this week. I don't think they have two very tough matchups. Um, Carson coming back is huge. If Murray's okay, he's going to have a lot of points. Again, mobile quarterbacks, Bill Belichick. Um, it's just nothing there on the defensive side for the Wampus Cats. So I am going to have to go with the River Rats as well. All right. All right. Now, next up, our pre-main event, the Marmot Midnight Riders travel to Montrose. Or Melbourne, we don't know. <laughs> to take on the Mel or Melbourne Mega Powers. I don't know. I'm gonna work on that. The Montrose Mega Powers, six of five versus six of five. Um, last time they played, the Mega Powers got the win, two seventeen to one ninety one. Yeah, you know, I don't know how you're gonna decipher the playoff implications of this game. Well, for the Midnight Riders, it's kind of similar to the Wampus Cats. A lot can still happen. I mean, there's really nothing that can be decided this week for them. Um, and he doesn't have tiebreakers against quite a bit of the teams that are in the playoffs, so he's kind of on the outside looking in right now. Um, but for your mega powers, this is kind of it's a little complicated, but not too much. You can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a loss by either the Methadones or the Wampus Cats. So it's not too bad, actually. You sure? I'm 100 percent sure. If it's on the podcast, it is law. I want it to know. <laughs> not, no matter well, what can be deciphered. No, it is law. No, no, no. no. On the internet, the internet's sure, written but... in ink, Phil. Okay. <laughs> like it's like Facebook. If it's on Facebook, it's got to be real. Be yeah, I mean, if you look, if you look into it, because you have the tiebreaker, I think it gets all three of those teams behind you. So I'm pretty sure you beat every single one of them. I'd have to double check that again, but I'm pretty sure that's why. You're right there in that spot. Please yeah, no, I see where he's Please getting there. Let me look no, at I see how he's getting there. It's, it's, fair, it's fairly simple because my uh, the Midnight Riders yeah. would drop to 6-6. Six six. I would go to 7-5. So, yeah, I, I get it. Can we just get a prediction? Yeah. You beat the Methadones, Wampus Cats, and yeah, Midnight Riders. I get, it, I get it now. Yeah, the other teams would drop. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I kind of went back and forth a lot on this one. Um, I really like the Midnight Riders matchups pretty much across the board. The only issue is I don't like the running backs, like, at all. I mean, Latavius Murray and Jamal Williams, they're not getting a lot of production, not getting a lot of carries, so that could be a problem. On the other side, you have Deshaun Watson, who's uh, having a good season. He gets the Lions, so he should have a really great game. What are you trying to say? Today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I say it every week. 
Uh, I don't like Todd Gurley against the Raiders, though. That could be a tough matchup. Uh, whoa. No, it's going to be tough. Let him talk. Don't give him that look. I literally didn't say a thing. I like Antonio Gibson against the Cowboys, though. Um, I don't like Dalton against the, the Red – or oh, almost said it. Shoot. Against the WFT. The WTF. <laughs> what the – Okay. He's going to have a tough matchup against them. I think it's going to be – they're going to be pressuring him a lot unless they get Elliott involved a lot more. Um, I think my final decision, I'm going to go with the Midnight Riders to beat the Mega Powers this week. Foolishness. Nice. Foolishness again. Yeah, like uh, like Phil said, I'm not a big fan of the Midnight Riders running back situation. <clears throat> I don't see them getting a lot of production. Uh Teddy Bridgewater, is he? I mean, I assume he's back uh, against Minnesota. Uh, I'm not sure how well that'll be. Uh, I do like his linebackers. I've said it before, he's got some pretty good linebackers. Uh, for Brett, yes, Watson against the Lions, that's a no brainer. Uh, I'm a big fan of Antonio Gibson. If only I would have drafted him. Uh, anyways, uh, Andy Dalton, though, let's see if he can really have two good games in a row. I'm not sure about that. So it's going to be close, but for some reason, I think Brett's got the horseshoe up. You know what? <laughs> and I'm going to go with the mantra or Melbourne. I don't know. We're like the, the Raiders in Oakland. Like we're holding okay. on the fans. We don't know. All right. Yeah. Just go. Make your pick. Um, looking at this game, um, we're going to know a lot early, uh, literally early, as in like under. Well, under 24 hours from now. Well, no, of course, it's on Thursday morning. So we're going to know in about five, four hours um, you know, how this is going to start. Um, if, if, the, if the Lions, uh, whenever we were talking about last night, I don't think I can win it on that first game, but I can lose it. If that game term somehow becomes a defensive battle where it's like a 17 to 10 game, I, I think I'm in serious, serious trouble. But I do Just like the matchup with the Cooks and Lions, Lions with uh, Cooks and uh, Watson getting the Lions. Um, I like Gurley in Vegas. I think Gurley will be able to run on Vegas. Uh, I think we'll have a bounce-back game. Wayne Gallman, look up his weeks. They've been very solid the last few weeks. Um, and I don't. I, I hope Keenan Allen gets Travis White, and I hope he can do something about this ridiculous targets he's been getting. I love the Bucks' pass defense, um, and I don't trust Bridgewater against Minnesota. Um, and Baker has a great matchup with Jacksonville, but I don't – what's Baker's ceiling? It's not – you know, it's nothing too crazy. Um his linebackers get canceled out by my DBs. That's why I'm going the Montrose Mega Powers to get the W. Go on a three-game win streak. So that my season will be right. two games lost, four games won, two games lost, two games won. And Detroit has just left. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting. Oh, he was so shook by the pick that up. he also made. All right, Hurry up. all right. The main event. Game of the week for the first solo time. He'll tell you all about all the times that he has not been. The game of the week, the Matt Smith ran Charleston Methadones travel to Nightdale. Make sure I had it right. Take on Phil's Nightdale 10 and 1 Dragons. The last time they played, it was a whooping. The Dragons beat the Methadones 290 to 214. Bad Phil. Yeah, uh, not much to talk about with me. I mean, I clinched the bye, number one overall seed, you know. Not much to talk about, really. Uh, for the Methodons, they can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a loss by the Midnight Riders or the Wampus Cats. So kind of the similar situation with your Mega Powers. Kind of teams are a little different, but same kind of situation. Um, I think this is going to be a lot closer than that first matchup. <laughs> um, kind of nervous that I might lose this one this time around, but I don't know. I don't like the matchups for both teams, really. Um, I do like Brian against the Raiders, though. I don't like Henry against the Colts. I mean, they have a really tough defense, but it is David Henry. I don't like Aaron Jones versus the Bears, either. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire had a good game last week, but it seems like it's one out of every five games that he gets the ball. Uh, I like Will Will Fuller against the Lions. I think they'll put up some points to Texans. And I think Philip Rivers is going to have a good game this week against the Titans as well. On the other side, though, I don't – for some reason, I don't like the Seahawks against the Eagles. So, I think Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett could struggle a little bit. And I think that might be the difference 
bad in my defense. I think my defense is actually a little better than his so far this year. And I think it's going to come down to that Seahawks game where I have Jamal Adams playing on Monday night. And I think that might be the difference, whatever Jamal Adams does on Monday. And I'm going to get the win this week. Detroit. Uh, okay, uh, when I looked at this game, I think it comes down to the running back situation. Uh, and for you, Phil, I'm not liking your matchups. Uh, you got Jones against the Bears, who have the eighth best defense in the league. Uh, you have Edwards against Tampa, who's the number one rushing defense. So I don't see a lot of production there. And you got Henry going against the Colts, who are the number three rushing defense. So, um, so you got some bad matchups there. I'm not a big fan of Matt Ryan this year. Sorry, Brett. Um, when you look at the other side, I think Wilson will have a good week against the Eagles. I think him and Lockett will have a big week. And I just love his running back situation, Kamara, Davis, and Jacobs. So I'm going to take the methadones. Um, the little tidbit here to start us off, I spoke with GM Matt Smith of the Charles Methadones earlier, and he has guaranteed – he went Joe Namath on this. He has guaranteed a methadone victory this week. Oh, Phil, you, can, you can't let him do that to you. He has yeah, but guaranteed – what is he going to say in all season about my crappy ass team? That he's the only good team in the league. That's I mean, true. He is. I know he's number one in points, but I'm number three, and I'm I've only lost one game so far. So. Looking at these matchups, I agree with Detroit. Um, what? Uh, oh no, all the matchups are terrible though. So I really don't see either one of your teams getting a massive matchup advantage. If Julio yeah. plays, Matt Ryan is going to. He's, he's going to be top five quarterback this week if Julio plays. Um, but um, he will be. I don't know about that. Right. I, I promise you. You're biased for that, probably. No, I'm not. He's terrible. Right. Julio. He's good with we'll, him. we'll rewind this next week. We'll, we'll come yeah. back to it. Um, I don't like Hilaire against the Bucks, like Phil said. Uh, the Falcons have a terrible pass defense, but they do not have a terrible run defense. So Jacobs might have a little bit of a struggle. Um, but on that flip side, Derek Carr could have a good week. So that, those two, the fact that these two are playing each other is, is really interesting because I think they both um, could have pretty outstanding weeks. Um, the defenses are almost a wash. Going with the Hungry Dogs, run faster. Going with the Methadones, they have something to play for. Phil's team is already locked in the first seed. They're going to be letting their fill off the gas. The one time you guys agree is when you're picking me to lose. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> – with the I want you to win. I want yeah, you to be. Trust me. I want you to win as well based on uh, what we talked about there. So, all right. That's it for the uh, week right. 12 predictions. Uh, Detroit, go ahead and uh, do your little lock of the week and give us our records and your goodbye. All, right. all that good. All right. So, last week we. Uh, oh, uh, we breaking news, real quick. I'm sorry. It just came across. I don't know if this is already known, but Kenny Galladay and uh, Danny Amendola both out. There's Ooh. All righty. Well, that's not going to matter. Shout anyway. out Mr. Fields for breaking that news right across my computer screen. Um, <laughs> last week, me and Phil both won our lock of the weeks. Uh, Phil, you had Cleveland minus three and a half. I had Carolina minus one and a half against the Lions. And just keep no going. Doubt. No doubt. Uh, and Brett. Just keep going. Had, Irrelevant. He had Miami minus three and a half. I killed two of them. <laughs> So me and Phil are six and five. I think every week I've won, lost, won, yeah. lost. That's how my predictions have been going. Brett, yours has pretty much been losses every week. You are three and eight in your locks of the week. Uh, as for this week, I am going to – hold on. I'm sorry. I lost my page here. Uh, I'm actually – ooh, this is tough. Yeah, there's some tough ones this week. I'm going to – I'm going to stick against the Lions. I'm going to take Houston minus three. All right. That was mine. Okay. Anything else? What? I can pick something else. If no. you want. Anything else? Nothing else uh, to say? Yeah. Uh, Brett, even though you were perfect, you still suck. Bill, tell the people how to get a hold of us and give us your lock of the week. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with what you were saying last week about uh, Bilicek having trouble against running quarterbacks. I'm going to go with the Cardinals, minus two and a half in New England as my lock of the week. Um, and as always, you can follow the show on Twitter at KDFL Podcast. They can follow you, Brett, at Brett Still 2 They can follow Detroit at Detroit8374. And they can follow me at Phil Ruxy. 
And you can always call or text the show at 901-609-KDFO. All right, and I'm going to uh, team up uh, with that first game to get my loss out of the way early this week. I'm going to take the over, though, uh, over 50 and a half um, with the Texans and Lions. So, for Jonathan, Detroit Haynes, for Mr. Bill Rexy, I'm Brett Steele. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you next week here on the KDFL Fantasy Football Podcast. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Bye-bye. Bye.